to him all week, and you want to speak to us now. So, God, uh, have your way among us. Be, be tender and tenacious with us. And may your good news take root in all of us today. May your kingdom come, Lord. We ask this uh, in your name and for your sake. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Um, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, as Matt said uh, earlier, um, this summer we're moving through a college of preachers. Um, and basically, uh, we, we believe as a church that the pro- proclamation of the good news of Jesus is something that we all do, not just uh, the, the leaders of the church, but that we all have an opportunity uh, that, we get to, that we do it together, I should say. So, with that being said, I preach as one among you, not one that is over you, and I say the Lord be with you. Thank you. Uh, our scripture focus that we're going to speak to today is Ephesians 2.22, and it says, Through Jesus, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. Um, so we have been traveling through the book of Mark, um, and in Mark you have this buildup of Jesus. So it starts with Jesus calling the disciples, then he starts teaching in the synagogue, and then he starts driving out demons, and then he starts healing people, then he starts telling people their sins are forgiven, uh, then uh, he, he starts eating with sinners, uh, he starts messing with the laws of nature, Deb, you talked about the calming of the seas, um, and then he commissions his disciples to go and cast out demons based on the authority given to them by Jesus. And then last week, Becky contrasted two types of kingdom, one, one where King Herod is giving into his desires to uh, maintain his authority and power over people, and then you contrast that with the uh, kingdom of God that, um, it, that was established through Jesus Uh, a kingdom that empowers others and distributes authority. And friends, uh, access to the goodness of the Father is not reserved for the spiritually astute or any particular race or for people who you like the most. Uh, God's kingdom is also available for uh, the mentally handicapped, the depressed, the super rich, bass fishermen, right? Uh, Black people, white people, Native Americans, uh, Mexicans. You made made a sermon, homie. (laughs) Liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans and undecided and believe it or not, our enemies have access to God's kingdom. The people we don't like, right? In Ephesians, Paul is reiterating what Jesus established among his people while he walked the earth. And Gentile was a term given to people who were non-Jews. Gentiles were considered pagans um, and didn't know the one true God. They were considered unclean according to Jewish customs and laws. Uh, And now uh, Jesus has these massive crowds of pagans and misfits and oppressed and diseased people chasing after him wherever he goes, right? The diseased. And today, friends, we proclaim the good news that everyone has access to God's kingdom through Christ, who builds all of us into God's dwelling place. All of us have access to belonging 
purpose and healing and generosity because of Jesus. Not because we're white, not because we're Democrat or Republican, not because we live in Fountain Square, right? (laughs) Not because we live in the Bible Belt, but because we have been made into a dwelling place for for God through Christ. You see, friends, when when the world develops systems and structures that keeps people at a distance, God sent his son to draw us near to him. Friends, today we proclaim the good news that everyone has access to God's kingdom through Christ, who is building all of us into his dwelling place. Um, Even people from Kentucky. (laughs) Nobody's from Kentucky in here, right? No? So, so I grew up in Evansville, Indiana, so if I talk a little slow and I have a little twang to my voice, that's, that's why. Um, but I grew up in Evansville, uh, which is the place in Indiana where you can deep fry anything and call it food. Um, and in Evansville, uh, one of the, if you've ever lived there or been there uh, for any amount of time, you will notice very distinct dividing lines in the city. Um, you have your east siders and you have your west siders, which are the good German Catholics, and then you have the north siders, where I grew up from. We're just kind of like, what, the leftover, I guess? The leftovers between the east siders and the west siders. Um, But even with these dividing lines in Evansville, these geographical kind of boundaries in Evansville, there's one dividing line that all people in Evansville, or the majority of people in Evansville, can all agree on. There's a river, it's called the Ohio River, it's a very large river, that divides Evansville from a uh, a state that's called Kentucky. And uh, I was, earlier this week, I was on the phone with uh, a friend from Kentucky uh, doing some business dealings, and and I was excited for uh, this partnership that that we might form, and uh, and she was talking about uh, comp- you know, kind of comparing or going up against Evansville with uh, what we're trying to do for her, you know, and she's like, it's just hard going up against Evansville. And I said, why? She goes, well, I used to, I used to work for the tourism department down there, and I, I remember my first week, she, this is her first job out of, out of college, and, and she said, I remember my first week walking into the office, being introduced to everybody, and uh, someone said, hey, you, you have a great accent. Where are you from? And she said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm from Kentucky. And, and they said, well, isn't that cute? <laughs> we have a Southern Belle working in our office. And she was like, well, yeah, of course. And so she took that as a compliment and being, uh, uh, having pride in her state, uh, she started talking about all the wonderful things about Kentucky. You know, you have the hills, you have... Um, you have the hills, you have the lakes, uh, you, have, um, you have the bourbon, right? Bourbon comes from Kentucky. And so, um, but the interesting thing was whenever she started talking about all these wonderful things about Kentucky, uh, she, no- she noticed this change and, and um, she said, hey, you know what, we, you, know, you, you should come to Kentucky sometime to, you know, hang out. You know, Henderson's a great town. We've got some good restaurants. And this person looked at her and said, uh, no, that's fine. We, we, we don't go to Kentucky. We don't go to Kentucky. 
You see, friends, um, there's a river that divides uh, Evansville and uh, Henderson, Kentucky. And if you're from Evansville, um, if you're from Evansville, you, you, you refuse to tell anybody that you're from the South because you live in Indiana, right? But, um, but there's a news flash. According to a map, Evansville is actually further south than Louisville, Kentucky. And according to latitude, it is further south than the capital of Kentucky, which is Lexington. But the thing is, where I grew up, and the people I hung around, uh, Kentuckians were considered uh, as less educated or less refined or less sophisticated. I see, I see people smiling back there. <laughs> um, and we had scores of Kentuckian jokes. That's not part of the sermon, but um, I have scores of them. And, uh, but here's the deal. Um, I might not be... Uh, and I, I think I can say this, I might not be a hillbilly, or I might be, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I might be a hillbilly, but I'm not as hillbilly as those people in Kentucky, right? But in central Indiana, we could say the same things about Evansville, right? <laughs> I, I might be, be, a, be a hillbilly, but I'm not as a hillbilly as those people from Evansville. But that's what we do, Right? We say, oh, yeah, I don't have it all together, but um, those people over there really don't have it all together. Uh, humans are always finding their place and sense of belonging at the expense of others, right? That's what we do. We align and assimilate based on at least we're not like those people over there. We form communities based on who we don't want to be or who we don't want to affiliate ourselves with. Can anyone relate to this? Who is your Kentuckian? And what is the river that divides you in them? It might be your neighbor who is from a different country. It could be a super conservative Republican or a staunch liberal Democrat who tends to uh, light up your Facebook quite a bit. <laughs> it could be your own child. Uh, it could be Someone who thinks you're crazy because you left their church to go plant another church, right? But uh, the good news we proclaim today is everyone has access to God's kingdom through Christ who builds all of us into God's dwelling place. Uh, and speaking of dwelling places, we humans love our buildings, don't we? We love our buildings. We, uh, you know, if I, if I say Empire State Building, what do you think of? You can interact, it's fine. Tall, yeah. If I say Roman Colosseum, what do you think of? You get these mental images, right? Or um, if I say Trump Tower, that might elicit some other emotion, right? Humans love our buildings, we do. My favorite building in the country is down at 46 or 49th and, uh, help out, 49th and, forget the cross street, I should know this. Is down, or down by 49th Street, and it's a building called Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of the Butler basketball team, right? So, but here's the deal. 
The thing about Hinkle Fieldhouse, yes, it's a grand structure and everything, but the glory of what goes on inside the building happens outside of the building. It fills Twitter. It fills text messages. It fills the Indie Star. Like, it's not contained with just in that, in that building. This is what one of the prophets, uh, Nathaniel, was talking to David about. When God gave Nathaniel the word, it says, In fact, I haven't lived in a temple the day I brought Israel out of Egypt until now. Instead, I've been traveling around in a tent and in a dwelling. You see, humans love dwellings of grandeur built by their own human hands, okay, and based on their own human understanding. But, Christian, but Christianity, God's kingdom, is not a physical structure. It's a dwelling. It's an incarnation of God. It's diverse in races, personalities, sizes, <laughs> abilities, vegeta vegetarians and bacon lovers, right? Um, but I get it. Um, as humans, um, we, we build these abstract structures and boundaries uh, to help us make sense of our world. Um, the other day I was exploring a new fishing spot. It's like one of my favorite things to do. It's like, you know, I get to go on a hunt for a new fishing spot in Indianapolis. Um, and close your ears, hon. Um, so, but sometimes when I go exploring for a new fishing spot, um, uh, I see no trespassing signs. And, um, uh, and for me, a lot of times those are just suggestions, not, not stuff to follow. Um, and, and yes, yes. All the fishermen are like, yes, that's just a suggestion. And, the, and, and it's not because I'm, I'm trying to break a rule or, you know, I'm trying to, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm a mean person or a bad person. It's just like I, I know that beyond that no trespassing sign, uh, this one was particularly on Fall Creek, that there's beauty and abundance, right? And I just kind of want to push that boundary a bit because I know there's beauty and abundance behind that no trespassing sign. And so whenever it comes to God's radical kingdom, we try to do the same thing. We build these, we build these structures and, and barriers uh, to try to make sense of uh, our faith. We build signs of right and wrong or no trespassing. Don't go beyond there, right? We create these uh, mental facilities that shape who is a true follower of, our, of God and who isn't so that God remains pleased with me. And we need these spiritual safe houses so we feel secure in our own faith, just like the Jewish leaders did back in the day thousands of years ago. In Ephesians, um, it says, when he came, Paul says, when he came, he announced the good news of peace to you who were far away from God and those who were near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by the Spirit. So now you who are no, so now you are no longer strangers and aliens, rather you are fellow citizens with God's people and you belong to God's household. But the challenge is we'd rather just explain to people who gets in church. Like we would just rather explain who gets into heaven and who doesn't. And then instead of actually doing the hard work 
of including those people into our lives. We put these no trespassing signs. Here's your boundaries of who's in heaven, who's not in heaven, and that's it. Like, we don't want to do the hard work of being in people's lives, discipling them, mentoring them, listening to them. And that's hard work, especially for people that are different from us. Right? But friends, today, we are God's dwelling place. We are the temple of God's kingdom. And we get to participate in how God has brought the good news of Jesus. And lastly, uh, in Mark, it says, after Jesus and his disciples crossed the lake, they landed at uh, Gennesaret. They brought the boat ashore and climbed in. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages and cities or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces, and they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. Friends, today, healing and restoration is available to everyone through Christ. It's available to everyone. I can, I can just, like, just imagine with me for a second. Jesus, uh, he's going back and forth on this lake, and everybody's chasing after him. I mean, that would get so, like, if, if it was me, that would get so tiring. So tiring. Everybody's chasing after me. But Jesus is like, hey, let's go over this side of the lake and let's just find some rest. We need some rest. Let's go to this side of the lake and, and, and just, let's just hang out for a second because we need to rest. But you see all these people are coming after him, right? Because they want to be healed. And Jesus could have easily said, no, like you guys, like, could have pushed them away, created these boundaries, said no trespassing sign. But Jesus did the hard work of being present with them, listening to them, allowing them to touch his robe, right? People that were complete. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus knew all the laws about clean, who's clean and unclean. But he still allowed, but he still, he still mixed and mingled with the people that were considered pagans and unclean, the rejected, the misfits, right? The people that were different from him. To care and to listen and to sacrifice your time with people who might not want to associate, who you might not want to associate with is really hard work. Friends, today, I'm going to fully admit, I am really hard work for some of you people. Like, I'm a really hard, like, for some, not, not all, but like, I'm a hard person to get along with sometimes. I am. I'm a lot of work, and I'm thankful I didn't hear any amens in the crowd today. <laughs> Practicing the reconciliation presence of Christ is really hard work, especially towards people you have nothing in common with. So today, friends, what river of separation does God want you to bridge today? Who is your Kentuckian? Is it a family member, a coworker? Is it a friend, your spouse? Um, is it someone, like I said before, is it someone that goes to that church? Is it someone who you're making, who you think is making super poor, poor choices? 
Friends, today we proclaim the good news that everyone has access to God's kingdom through Christ, who builds all of us into God's dwelling place. Um, Friends, deep down, uh, I think everybody wants to be seen and to be heard, and their souls are begging for people to cross the Ohio River. So, friends, how, um, how am I trusting um, this good news today? Um, and I'll preface this by saying, uh, I'll preface my response by saying this. It is always easier to be a peddler of change than it is to change yourself, right? Um, up until uh, about 3 o'clock this morning, I did not know how my life responded to this good news. Um, of how I'm being uh, inclusive to people that are different from me. Um, like it's, <laughs> and, um, and I, I, I haven't slept since 3 a.m. because of this. Like I was super worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to preach today. And like part of our, Part of our liturgy and preaching is a personal response, and I just, like it's 3 a.m., and I, I don't know how I've responded to this good news, right? And then um, uh, this, this image came into my head uh, a few weeks ago. Um, my wife and I were in a, in a church um, in a different city, and uh, um, and it was interesting because uh, the pastor got up there and preached for probably 35 minutes. Um, probably did a way better job than me, but um, I think Matt is the only one that preaches for 35 minutes in our church. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And, uh, but preached for 35 minutes, and then after he preached, it was like this mic drop moment. Like He's like, bam, gave it to you, and then he walked off the stage. And I'm sitting there going, is that it? Like everybody started standing up. Like there was no like ending music. There was no like, oh, you get to respond to like what the pastor was saying. It was just mic drop and took off. And I'm sitting, I looked at Carmen, my wife, and I'm like, that's it? Like that's, wait a minute, that's not how, hold on now. That is not how you're supposed to do it. That is not, that is not, this, no, uh uh-uh, this isn't church. This is not how you're supposed to do this. That's not how you're supposed to preach. That's not how uh, you're supposed to worship. Like, here's, and I started running through everything that we do in this church, and I started, and I was like, man, I wonder if they need a consultant. <laughs> right? And, and, like, and I didn't realize it, but here was this image now of me going, I'm doing things the right way, and you're not doing things the right way. You are less than, than I, than me than the way we do things here. And like, I just, like, it's, it's crazy. It was like 3.30 in the morning, and I almost started crying, you know? Because I still have this image of church, of us doing things the right way, and every other church is doing things the wrong way. But that's not what church is, right? What, ch- what the church's role and responsibility to do is to practice the presence of Jesus in our neighborhoods with each other and proclaim good news to them. Not look at them as doing right or wrong, but listening to them, paying attention to them, and proclaiming good news to where their sin is. 
Okay. Tell you what, it is. Um, it's the curse of the privileged, uh, like me, um, to have all these good ideas about Jesus instead of proclaiming good news about Jesus. And uh, I need to get better at that. You know, I have all these good ideas about how church should be run and what, you know, the life of Jesus looks like for everybody else. Um, but I don't, I, don't think that's my, I don't think that's my role. I think my role is to proclaim good news, and I'm thankful to be a part of a community and a body that holds me accountable to that, uh, to be salt and light and to proclaim good news. So um, what's the Ohio River look like to you? Who's your Kentuckian? Who's your Kentuckian? Uh, we're going to have a time now to respond to this good news that everyone has access to, uh, to God's kingdom through Christ and who builds all of us into God's dwelling place. Let that sink in for a second. God is here, he is present, and he's at work. But we also have our Kentuckians. <laughs> Where does God want you to build a bridge? Uh, we're going to have a, a, just a time, just a quick time of silence, and then uh, in your booklets, we're going to have a chance to respond to this good news. Uh, there's a statement there that says, Father, I'm grateful to be a citizen of your kingdom. Help me live out my kingdom citizenship in. And then uh, we'll say, you can say, Lord, in your mercy, and then we'll all follow, hear our prayer. So we're going to have a time of silence, and then we'll have a time of response. <laughs>